0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome into the Big Ten Preview and Projection Show, where we take a look at all 14 Big Ten teams ahead of the 2021 football season. I am Luke Giardi, joined by Anthony Broom. Uh, this is show number six, I believe, as we've taken a look at five other Big Ten teams show f- so far keeping it rolling, taking a look at the Maryland Terrapins, taking a look at last year, the last five years, key departures, key additions, key returnees. We're taking a look at it all as best as we can. Anthony, we're having a good time doing this, taking a look at the Maryland Terrapins here today, man. This is a very interesting team, kind of polarizing, I feel like, a little bit. This team only played five games last year. Uh, they they... – Got the
1: doors blown off of them by Northwestern. They beat Minnesota in overtime. They beat Penn State at Penn State. Didn't play for three weeks. Lost to Indiana. Didn't play the week after that. And then lost to Rutgers in overtime the last game of the year. So, I have no idea what this team is going to (laughs) do. They look like they can score a lot of points. But, man, oh, man. They... Let's just hop right into it. I mean Mike Loxley, this is will be his second, no, this is his third full year at at, uh, at Maryland. He's 6 and 17. He has a career coaching
0: record of 8 and 43. I so I wanted to jump into that cuz a lot of people are high on Maryland this year. Are we sure Mike Loxley can coach football very well when he's not with Nick Saban? I don't know, but the man can recruit like a crazy. Yeah, person. no, no doubt about that, man. But eight and I saw that today because he spent a couple years at New Mexico. Eight and 43.
1: What? I think, and and sports guy does this all the time where he's like, oh, you throw a heads, headset on me and I could do better than that. You give me 51 games, I'll go nine and 42 at least. I'll make that claim
0: now. I was, yeah. The, the only time I've ever made that claim was, uh, I, I could have done as good of a job as, as Hugh Jackson in the 0 and 16 season. That was about <laughs> it. <laughs> it. Wasn't getting any worse, you know? Man, uh, but yeah, uh, like Loxley, he didn't take over a great program. They went six and seven and 16 and four and eight and 17, but I, I don't know, man. Uh, you look at the last five years, it, Maryland football has not been good. 20 and 34 really haven't been good since Vernon Davis was there. But it, this was supposed to be the guy that could turn it around. And like you said, though, man, they can they can put up some offense. They put up 409 yards a game last year, 24 points a game. I mean, they, they've scored while he was there. They just and, you know, unfortunately, last year they didn't get the guaranteed win against Texas. to to begin the year that wasn't on the schedule um it was it was a weird year last year for for this maryland team and we probably should have known so we did get kind of the the inkling when minnesota lost to maryland in that week two of what was to (laughs) come because that was the night before michigan played michigan state we were like i at least me i had a i had a feeling of existential dread i I I remember that.
1: that there were michigan blows out minnesota in week one and then minnesota loses in overtime to a team that got blown out by Northwestern. There were a lot of tight butts going into the Michigan's Michigan state. game,
0: And the rest is history. We don't need to revisit that because it didn't happen, but yeah, <laughs> well, let's take a look at some key departures for this team. Cause there's really only, I, I feel like a couple of very key departures uh, running back, Jake Funk. Uh, he was the leading rusher by a mile last year, 516 yards, three touchdowns. Then they lost chance Campbell, uh, starting linebacker. He transferred to Ole Miss, went to play for Lane Kiffin, led the team in tackles and tackles uh, for loss. So uh, a big part of the offense and a huge part of the defense uh, heading out the door. Yeah, that's huge. You know, th- this
1: is a team, the elephant in the room is that this is a team that's going to be as good as its passing attack is. They have, yeah, I'm going to try, I'm going to butcher the hell out of this. Talia. Thank you for, Thank, Thank you it. for doing it. Taga, Loa. Uh, I still that family has been in college football for like what seems like a decade now, and I still can't get it right. But he transfers in from Alabama ahead of last year, and they they like to they like to air it out. They had a five star. He wasn't work.
0: bad last year. He comp- completed 61 and a half percent of his passes through for over, you know, a thousand yards. And, and here's in, the, in, the, the development of games. their off
1: here's the development of their offseason that is probably most pertinent to you and I, and I think you probably know where I'm going with this offensive coordinator, Danny Nose. thoughts, man, <laughs> little man. finger himself is oh. back in the big 10
0: after his brief soiree. He had an office for like 70 days in Schembechler hall. Well, here, here's my question. When Mike Loxley is your head coach, like, are you, are you the offensive coordinator? Like, what is your job as the offensive coordinator? Because, first of all, the Dan Enos I know does not run the same offense as Mike Loxley. Fair. But that's the combination. <laughs> and
1: you can correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't that the combination of guys at Alabama that kind of got to
0: uh, you know, that's where he set his record break? Yeah, sport? I know. Like I know Loxley year? was there and Enos was, was he the quarterback's coach? When he left, he was like Michigan. the quarterbacks coach or
1: the passing game coordinator, whatever it was. But yeah, so that's. I mean, if they're trying to replicate that, I mean, they have the pieces there to do it. Um, you know, Deontay Demus is a good wide receiver. Raheem Jarrett was a former five-star guy. We know that. Like they have, they have weapons there, and it, like I said, you lose Jake Funk. I don't know. Uh, you know, he's he's a big piece of that offense. But you know, this is a this is a Maryland team. That like I said, like when I when we bring this back to the conversation on what Mike Loxley is, the last episode we did we talked about Mel Tucker, who's a guy. It's almost the Spider Man meme where they're pointing at each other, where guys that were well regarded coordinators, recruiting first guys that just don't. Now Lox, Loxley's career, eight and forty three. He's coached more games. Tucker's only coached like nineteen games at this yeah. point as a head coach. But is that? are we looking at what the type of program that Michigan state will be in say two years, because I look at Maryland and where they're at as a program. And I think probably what their fans expect to, because, you know, we joke football school, basketball school with Michigan and, and those types of things, but Maryland is a basketball school. And they, ex- I think they expect their football team to be like a seven or eight win a year program in the right set of circumstances. I think we talked about this before, too, where these teams that like Indiana right now is the template for what these teams rebuilding at the back half of the Big Ten East are looking to be. So with Maryland being a team that you're looking at, well, you know, what is their what do their fans define as a successful season? It's probably,
0: go, you know, winning six or seven games, getting to a bowl game and things like that. I, feel, I, I just feel like everyone is way too high on this Maryland team. Like I understand, Tal- Talia, I believe is coming back. You know, and I understand that, and and they have some talent. But again, this guy's won eight games out of yeah. fifty-one. Yep. I, I, I just, I, I can't. You know, <laughs> like I, 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 that's really. I understand they they've got a lot coming back. But look at just look at the breakdown. So we just went through the wins. Look at like the the scores. Of last year's games, okay. Well, let me they let lost. me riddle me this. I think it's almost like a
1: are you familiar with the concept of the Mandela effect? Yes, okay. It's kind of like a Mandela effect thing where, like, we think, oh wow, high powered offense. They were 97th, they scored in scoring three last points year.
0: against Northwestern in they the were 97th league. in scoring
1: last year, they were 81st in rushing, 35th in passing, so that's good, 54th in total offense, but the efficient, the efficiency numbers. They were 76th offensively. They were 99th in explosiveness offensively. Like everyone had, I think a lot of people have it in their head that like, because this team scored 70, I'm sorry, 80 points combined against Minnesota and Penn state who were both, those are bad football teams last year, especially bad on defense, that this is some kind of high flying offense that, and you know what, they have the pieces to take off. They do. Um, this could be one of the more dangerous passing attacks in especially if they're able to kind of replicate that
0: Loxley Enos Tagava magic. And, and that could be good, but is this like is this not a big 12 defense? They gave him 32 points a game last year and they yep. lost their best defensive player. Yep. He's gone.
1: Yeah, they were 80th in scoring, 115th in rush defense. You're gonna be able to run the ball on this football team. And you lost your best tackler. Yep. Uh, 25th and passing. So that's respectable. And I think three of their four starters come back there yeah. on the, on uh, the back Jordan end. Gonna, Jordan Mosley's
0: going to, Jordan Mosley is going to be a, a stud here as a senior at the strong yep. safety position. I think, you know, I think he was kind of their, their second best defender. I will say this uh, going back to the Mike Loxley r- recruiting thing. He went and got somehow Terrence Lewis. You know, decided I'm going to go play for Maryland. He was a five star number one linebacker of the country and number 20 player overall. Like, he's going to fill in, obviously, for Chance Campbell. He's going to play right away. I just, it's, I don't know. You're trusting a true freshman there, but I like Mike Loxley got like two top 100 guys and maybe one other top
1: 300 guy. Let me ask you this Is there some bag going on in the back half of the Big Ten East? I, I mean, how else do you explain Terrence Lewis going to Maryland? I mean, they got Brandon Jennings, too, as an outside linebacker. That was a guy that Michigan was pretty heavily in on. Yep. To lose a guy like that to Maryland, I know that was a big deal at the time. So um, we go back to the tur- our, our favorite stat here, turnover margin. They were last in the Big Ten minus – that doesn't make sense. Uh, they were minus seven on the year. It says that they were last in the Big Ten, but Michigan State was But Michigan State was minus 11, right? Yeah. Minus nine or minus 11, whatever it was. But whatever it was, they were bad on that side of it, too, so – I don't know. Like it's all, it's all promised, right? I mean, this is a, is this a hoax situation where, yeah, you recruit well and you have all these pieces, but they're all what ifs. I think the best thing for us to do, uh, because as we move into like the back half of this preview, is we got to do the we got to do the over under thing. We got to look at the schedule. Uh, Vegas has the over. So before I go into this, Vegas has the
0: over under set at six wins. That's a lot for a program like Maryland, yeah. Especially with got, the questions that they have. So, I got five and a half on FanDuel. So, well, so what? We'll, what do we want to call it? Um, is there, I like I like having the I like having the hook because you don't push. Yeah, let's do the five five and a half. That's canon here. Then we'll accept that either way. I'm going. I'm going accept. with the, the same. Accept. We're good. To be honest with you, because so the, the crossover games actually kind of tough. You you get one probably free one when you go to Illinois but you got your home to Iowa and you're at Minnesota as your crossover games. Uh, going to the Big 10 West. You have a pretty easy non-conference schedule, but you're also home to West Virginia as one of them, also home to Howard and Kent State. And then you got to play the Big 10 East, which is probably going to be pretty good as it usually is every year. Like this is not v- a very favorable schedule for this team, I feel like.
1: No, West Virginia, you'd have to think that's probably a loss. You play Howard at Illinois, at Kent State. So, like, they can start – if they beat West Virginia, they're going to start 4-0, which is going to put a dent into what I think one of us might – at least one of us will pick for the over-under. But uh, Iowa will be tough. You go to Ohio State, you have a bye week, and then you go play at Minnesota, who I think is – we're going to be talking about them sooner rather than later. And I think that Next episode. Minnesota, Minnesota is way under-ranked. Uh, not way under-ranked, but I think they're lower when, than they should be. Uh, That's going to be an improved team. Indiana, we know the four, you know, back-to-back weeks. This is a four, the, the four, they end the season at Rutgers, but this is the four games that precede that. Indiana at home, Penn State at home, at Michigan State, and Michigan the second to last week of the year. That could go either way on a number of fronts. Like, does Indiana come back down to earth? Is Penn State better than it was last year? Is Michigan State better than it was last year? Is Michigan? What is Michigan? <laughs> that that'll be a big episode for us coming up, and then again, we don't know what Rutgers is going to be either. So, man, I mean, again, it kind of comes back to when you look at a lot of these coaches like Nell Tucker and you know, who's to say that Brett Bielema can't pop can't pop this team in week three? I mean, that, well, this, hey,
0: what is what is Brett Bielema like to do? Eat. Well, other than that, he likes to run the football, which that probably too. goes hand in hand. And Maryland is not going to be very good against the run this year. Like Illinois, there is a world where Illinois controls that game in time of possession by just pounding the rock all day. Yeah, it could happen. And that wasn't I want to I want to say that was not a fat shaming
1: thing. It was just literally the first. I, I had no idea where you're going with that. So <laughs> apologies to
0: that as a as a an obese person. Look, Phil Steele has. The very three there are three categories uh units that where Phil Steele has them ranked 10th offensive line, 12th linebacking core, and ninth on the defensive line as Big Ten rankings. That all spells disaster to me. Yeah. That that could be I'm just I'm gonna tell you right now, I, I'm going under five and a half here because again. I can't get over the fact that Mike Loxley has coached 51 games as a head coach and has won eight of them. I'm not going to take them to win six in a single season.
1: No, because you're <laughs> – he hasn't won he's, – he's only two wins over six for his entire career. Um, yes, he's won what six you, in
0: three years at Maryland. What do you need
1: to be able to do – I mean, this is the oldest cliche in the book. It's the oldest football cliche in the book, but it applies doubly in the Big Ten need to be able to run the football and stop the run. They have the worst running back room in the Big 10. They have the worst defensive line in the Big 10. They might have a bottom two or three linebacker room in the Big 10. So, again, I mean this is I think before when we talked about a, a team like Nebraska how that could be boomer bust for them. You could see them mm-hmm. going 4 and 8, you could see them going 7 and 5. Maryland is the biggest boomer bust team in the Big 10. And if I'm a betting man, which that's legal in the state of Michigan now. I don't know if you guys realize that. Um, and we're looping that. We have been looping that in here. If I'm a betting man and I mean, CBS, like we, we talk, FanDuel has them at five and a half CBS sports. that I'm reading has them at six. If I get six somewhere, I smash it. I smash the under um, and I might smash it on, on the under five and a half too, because I just don't. Here's a, here's a fun 50 fact. Games for you. is a lot. 51 games is a lot. And and I know it's not, you know, it's not apples to apples comparison in terms of what his situations have been. Like, this isn't a Jim Caldwell at Wake Forest scenario, but I just, they could be the, they could be one of the worst, they could be the most fun,
0: bad team in the Big Ten, but I don't know. Maryland has won uh, uh, prior to last year from 2016 to 2019, they have won their first two games every year and have not made a bowl since 2016. Hmm. They have not under Mike Loxley won any of their last four games of the season.
1: <laughs> I mean, the story kind of writes itself, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. This, I feel, I feel as safe and secure in this bet as I have for any that we've done here. I'm taking the under, if
0: you am taking the under man, again, I if really, you see it at not a six fan of this somewhere, team.
1: if anyone sees it at six, I'm going to look right after we stop recording. If I see it at six, I might put it up at, at the under six, but I think you can pretty safely. Yeah. Because as well. a,
0: I, I feel like push is the ceiling for this team. Mm-hmm. Like squeaking into a bowl game. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, you know,
1: is and in year in year three with, the weapons that they have offensively, is that going to be, I mean, Maryland's going to give this guy time. And I think that they, they feel pretty good yeah. about what they're building there, but
0: I just don't just think it's there yet. Six
1: games. I don't know if they're there yet. I don't know.
0: And they re they reshuffled their offensive line this year. I, I don't know. I no, I I can't. People are way too high on this Maryland team. Way too high. And
1: I think a lot of that has to do with uh, there were Michigan fans last year that didn't want to play Maryland because Michigan's secondary was bad, and there was the Josh Gattis, Mike Loxley thing, and it kind of would have been salt in the wound. I don't mm. know if I'm afraid of this team, especially they're they're okay. I thought it was at home. Michigan goes to Maryland. We'll see. That could be an interesting game. Still, um, it's never easy the week before the Ohio
0: State game. But yeah,
1: yeah, I will. And it's uh, going to be.
0: I mean, we'll take a look at Michigan, but it's obviously that secondary is going to have to improve quite a bit from the beginning of the year to that game, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, stat for you, 199.4. Mike Loxley and Dan Enos were on the 2018 Alabama staff when Tua set the single in record for passing efficiency. Now Loxley and Enos
0: are working with Tua's brother, Talia. I'm just going to call him Talia, like the South Park no. character. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that 2018 squad, did that have Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell, and Devontae Smith? At a certain point, it
1: had to have. There's probably another pro bowler in there that was on the 2018 team. Um, but, yeah. you know, they might not have that type of receiving room, but Rakeem Jarrett is pretty damn good. Um, Dante Dimas is pretty good. Brian Cobbs is good. Like, they've, they've got – they have weapons there. Oh, yeah. So but they're going to throw the
0: ball 50 times a game because they won't be able to run the ball. I just want to let everyone know for the 2018, if, if, uh, to his younger brother, if Talia does not have set the single season efficiency of Mark because he's working with Mike Loxley and Danny knows part of it may be because Jerry, Judy, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, Irv Smith, Jr., Devonte Smith, Josh Jacobs, and Damian Harris aren't on the offense. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I think that's a fair thing to say. <laughs> uh, let
1: me ask you this, knowing that like Dan Enos, we're gonna go we're, we're gonna stretch this out a little bit because I, I want to do a bonus Dan Enos segment here. Um, obviously, people know that guy has had like almost every job that you could possibly have. Let's go through the last since since 2004, 2004, 2005, Cincinnati's quarterbacks coach, 2006. Michigan state's quarterbacks coach 2007 through 2009 Michigan state's running backs coach 2010 to 2014 central Michigan university's head coach, both of our alma mater, fire up chips. He leaves like the day before signing day or a week before signing day Mm -hmm. to go be the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Brett Bielema at Arkansas, 2015 to 2017, Brett Bielema gets let go. Dan Enos has an office in Ann Arbor, He was an offensive assistant with Jim Harbaugh. He was there for 40 days there for six, six weeks, 45 days. Yeah. Yeah. For joining Alabama ahead of the 2018 season with Mike Loxley. Uh, Then he goes to, he was the associate head coach and quarterbacks coach at Alabama. Then he goes to Miami as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach last season, he went to Cincinnati as the associate head coach and running backs coach and 2021 to present Maryland's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, Luke Giardi.
0: Let me ask you this. What is his master plan? I feel like he's trying really hard to be Lane Kiffin. It's just not working out for him. He, he like is he's going go to go back he, to Tuscaloosa.
1: I I will. I will guarantee. I will bet you. I'll. I'll make a gentleman's bet of a dollar with you right now because we're we're gambling now here. Yep. He is going to get. He is going to parlay this somehow, some way, into a power five head coaching job. Man, it's going to happen. I'll take. It's going to be. Let's say there's some bagman scandal this year at, at Maryland. He will take. He'll step in, and be the head coach, and they'll be like, "Oh be wow, we were really coach. we were really impressed with your win over Rutgers in the last game of the year.
0: We want you to be our next head coach." I could see it happening. He's been trying so hard to get a Power Five job ever since he left Central. He's been trying so hard.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, maybe one of these days it'll work out for him.
0: <laughs> I. God, I I mean I don't want to issue ill will on the man, but. You know, he's two of two of the football teams that I love. He I feel like he's screwed over pretty hard. So I'm not exactly rooting for the guy.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's had and like coaches move around, especially when you're mm-hmm. um,
0: the way the way it went about, though, that what he did to Central even when he did and then. Being at Michigan for the 45 days.
1: Well, the Michigan thing was shameful because there was an out, I believe, and, and someone can confirm or deny this. I might be talking out of my ass at this point. We're, we're already way over our, our time here. But I think there was a clause in his Arkansas contract that um, he could not take a job in the SEC after he lost something weird like that. So, like, the Michigan job was just him like, oh, I'll have a desk for 45 days and then I will have fulfilled my obligation. I'm not coming. I'm not being hired from an SEC job. So I don't know. Just a, just a sterling human. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I
0: I don't know. He's, and then, he's, and then to to tie that all in, as it pertains to central, Jimmy Mack spends one year at Michigan that year and takes over the chips.
1: Yeah. How about that? How about that? And Jimmy Max doing, he's already done more in, one and a half COVID seasons. Yes. Or one and a half and like a half COVID season. Then then uh I mean Jim McElwain took him to the Mac title game
0: in year one. I'm like what, what's what I else won. is there to say? Okay, we're off the rails here. Let's bring us back, Luke. <laughs> All right. Yes. So Maryland, we are both hitting the under five and a half here. Uh not as high on the terps as a, a lot of folks are. A lot of that has to do obviously with uh Mike Loxley and his track record as a head coach. But who knows? Maybe this is the year he he really kicks off the this career will be the year and set some fire. This is this will be the year. Just keep. You know what's so funny that about that... that line of thought is that people people that make fun of
1: Michigan year. fans for saying that about Jim Harbaugh, but literally for two thirds of the programs in the Big Ten, they're always rebuilding. And you go, well, this is going to be year the year it pops off. Like if you're not Ohio State, you're saying that. So can we stop with
0: that, please? Yeah. Exactly. Everyone. Everyone is going to say it. Well, Anthony, tell the folks where they can find all of our other preview and projection show that we've done so far. This being our 6th already, man. We're cruising through these. Yeah, one more we're halfway through. So, how about that? Uh and and also we're
1: we'll tell you where Michigan's placed, but we will skip over them and we'll do the last show of this will be our big Michigan preview. We won't do mm-hmm. Obviously we're a Michigan website, Michigan podcast. We're not just going to give you a 25 minute Michigan preview and go from there. So um, we'll let you know where the people voted them at, but yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T broom. All of the links to our social channels are in the descript, the podcast description below. All of our podcasts can be found on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your shows, probably, probably leaving something out somewhere. But other than that, that's where you can find us. And we, we appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the conversation
0: and uh, appreciate your support. You can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi L U K E G H I A R D I. Go ahead and tweet me if you feel like defending Mike Loxley and or Dan Enos. I have time for that. Uh, And As Anthony said, uh, check out all our other shows, where you can find them, leave reviews, rate the show, and we are very thankful for that. We've got seven more Big Ten preview and projection show coming your way. Make sure you're on the lookout for the next one when we take a look at the Minnesota Golden Gophers. We'll see you then.